Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There are lots of apps and websites that can help. You know, I know all of your listeners probably know about Happy Cow, but a lot of countries, they have their own specific websites as well, like these equivalents, and they cover the country much better. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 210. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami, board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Welcome, welcome, veggie lovers, to another episode of Veggie Doctor Radio. This one is super fun and different. So I have Bridie Reed, who is a vegan travel expert. She runs a vegan tour company with her partner, Seb. And this episode is just so resource-packed. She has lots of great information on different resources and apps and websites and tips for traveling. And wow, I got super excited about traveling to some of the locations that she was talking about, like Thailand and Italy. So in this episode, you're going to hear from her about her vegan story, how she started helping vegans travel, the countries that she feels are the most vegan friendly, which ones are difficult for vegans to travel in, what an all-inclusive group trip is anyway, and nine great tips she has for vegan travel, including lots of resources. So who is Bridie? Bridie spent her formative years in the UK and Australia before her desire to travel took over. The next five years were spent leading group tours for an Australian company around Southeast Asia, France, and Morocco. She met fellow tour guide Seb in Marrakech, fell madly in love, parentheses, this was written by Seb, and a couple of years later, they discovered veganism together. She became passionate about promoting the vegan message as an activist, widely traveled for both work and fun. One of her most important jobs at World Vegan Travel is ensuring the vegan food on our trips is second to none. She also makes sure everyone has enough trees throughout the day and organizes the infamous trivia sessions during our final day's parties. So it's a really fun episode. I've never really talked about vegan travel before and I was so happy to find this expert because she invited me to be on her podcast just to talk about ways to stay healthy when you travel. I do travel quite a bit, both 
nationally and internationally, mainly because my husband has wanderlust and he wants to go everywhere and anywhere and see all things. And I tag along with him. But this is gonna be a great episode. I hope you love it. And I hope that it gives you the travel bug now that things are starting to open up and we can visit more places. And I hope that you reach out to Bridie and learn about her services and maybe consider doing an all-inclusive vegan group tour. All right, so let's welcome Bridie Reed. Bridie Reed, welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Yami. It's my pleasure to be joining you today. This is going to be super fun because I got to be on your podcast. And then I realized when I was on your podcast that I actually haven't had an episode about traveling. And that's something that thankfully we're starting to ease back into. And I just am really excited to hear about your tips because you have extensive experience personally and professionally. So this is going to be super fun. But before we get to the travel part, I would love to hear your story because you weren't born vegan. So tell me about your vegan plant-based journey. Sure thing. So I was vegetarian since quite a young age, I would say. And I lived in many different places around the world as a vegetarian. And, you know, I was going along feeling quite happy about that. I didn't know any other vegans at all. So in 2009, my um, partner, Seb, he bought me one of the first iPhones that came out. Um, And, you know, of course, at the time, that was extremely exciting. And as I was like looking around on this, I saw these things called podcasts. So this was way back in 2009. Wow. There were not many podcasts back then. So I just happened to stumble across a podcast called Vegetarian Food for Thought, as it was called then. Now it's just called Food for Thought, hosted by Colleen Patrick Goudreau, who I'm sure some of your listeners um, might have heard of. She's uh, an incredible vegan author and educator. And she created this podcast that was just pitched to be perfectly right time, um, great information. And she explained all of the reasons why vegetarian was a great first step. But, you know, if you're motivation for going vegetarian is to help animals and uh, then maybe you should consider the what's going on in the dairy industry and what's going in the egg industry and think about your clothes so she very kindly did all of that through my earbuds and not only did she tell me the reasons why but she also explained explained the reasons uh, explained how to go vegan with so much incredible content you know this was 14 years ago, we didn't have the abundance of content available then as we do now. And I just binge listened to those episodes, I think for two years, because the information was just so mind blowing. I went vegan pretty quickly, but I just really wanted to take on all of this information and really internalize it. So I just listened to this podcast a lot. And I I became vegan. My partner became vegan six months later. Uh, he he was quite funny. Um, he took a few more months than me. And uh, just a few months after I went vegan, he actually did a hike around Mont Blanc, the mountain in, in Europe. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but he tried to go vegan then. Now that's do it in refuges and in the Alpine areas, but he did it. And I, he got back and he said, I was vegan in, in France. And of course I was really surprised and really happy. So that really is my vegan story. And uh, since that time now, 
I'm like really good friends with Colleen Patrick Cadro. We've become really good friends and we actually collaborate on our trips together, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah, it's full circle, full circle. I love it. Yes. And I saw that when I was looking on your website, Colleen Patrick Goudreau has influenced my life too. One of the first books I got when I was doing my exploration period, those that 30 day experiment that I did was one of her daily meditation thing where each day it had like a different thing to think about. And then you could do a little bit of writing and it had beautiful pictures and something that I'll never forget that I learned from reading her book is the sayings that we have and how a lot of the different euphemisms and, you know, just things that we say on a day-to-day basis do promote violence to animals. And so one of the, I, and I taught this to my family. And so it's, it's one of those things that once you realize it, you become very conscious of it. And instead of saying, you're going to kill two birds with one stone, for example, we say now cut two carrots with one knife. <laughs> so things like that, that I learned from her. So I'll never forget that because it definitely has influenced our life. I'm curious how old you were when you went vegetarian and what motivated you then? I was, I think seven or eight years old. Um, I went on a walk with my family to the local pond in a woodland, not far from where I live. And uh, we went there and we fed the ducks and that was all very nice. And this was in England, so it's probably a little bit different uh, to where you all are, all the listeners are. But uh, we were walking back home and some shots rang out. Some hunters were shooting those ducks that I had just been feeding. And this was pretty harrowing as a seven or eight-year-old child. And this had a really profound impact on me. So... That was, I guess, where all of that started. Um, um, I think as children, we're very, very sensitive, and I certainly was. I, I really, really loved animals, and you know, I, I, I didn't want to be responsible for harming them. And this going vegetarian as a child, that felt like a really good thing to do. And I was very lucky because my parents support supported me so much. Even though they didn't go vegetarian themselves, they were really happy to allow me to do this and make you know different versions of meals uh for me and uh yeah it was it was a pretty big experience when I was young for sure oh what a story and yes I agree children are so naturally compassionate it's not difficult for children to see the connection we as adults get far removed from it because of our social conditioning but for children they're not as conditioned and so it doesn't make sense to them why we would just eat this friend we were just, you know, watching and admiring. But it's so good that your parents were supportive because a lot of parents may not be supportive, not because they want to be mean, but because they're scared. You know, they're scared of their child's going to have a deficiency or not grow up properly if they're not eating meat. So that happens a lot in pediatrics, which is one of the reasons I do my work is because I want parents to feel supported and like they're able to have an approach to how to feed their child a plant-based diet in a safe way. Thank you for sharing that. So tell me about how did you start helping vegans travel? How did that come about? This is quite a fun story because it goes back to Colleen Patrick Cadreau again, like I mentioned. So uh, when we met Colleen Patrick Cadreau, I think in, I think it was 2013, 
we got on like a house on fire when we met in real life. So um, we went out to dinner with her and her husband, David. Uh, I was actually doing some volunteer work for her at the time. Uh, and as when I was in Oakland, she invited Seb and I out for dinner as a thank you. And we just got on really well. And to cut a long story short, we started traveling together just for fun. We did some really incredible trips together. We really did. So, for example, we went to see the mountain gorillas in Rwanda and then did some safaris in Botswana. We went to Italy together. Oh, my gosh. I think we've actually traveled to maybe... 18 different countries together just for fun by now just because you know neither of us have neither couple we have kids so you know it's just really nice to have another couple that uh that likes to travel and you know we, we can so um I also do have a bit of a background in travel I I didn't mention that yet I actually used to lead tours for a company called Intrepid Travel maybe some of your listeners have heard for it heard of it that was way back in the first half of um, in the first half of the decade, the 2000s. And um, that was actually where I met my partner. He wasn't one of my travelers. He was a, a trainee tour guide as well. So I was training him on our first tours in Morocco that Intrepid was just starting up then. So I did that for like five years. And Seb also... Uh, he worked in, he still does it a little bit even now. He also does TV production. So if anyone knows anything about TV production, it's just like logistics, crazy research, you know, lots and lots of research that goes into this kind of thing in order to put together a shoot. I should also say that Seb and I um, met when we were traveling as tour leaders, but we also lived in um, different countries. So after Morocco, we went and lived in Vietnam, and then we lived in Thailand. Um, so you're getting the picture that we have some travel skills and we love to travel. And then there's Colleen. So how did it all come together? Well, it was over a glass of wine, maybe in Rwanda. I can't remember exactly where now, where Seb said to Colleen, look, we'd love to put a trip together for your followers. Would you consider that? And um, a couple of glasses of wine later, we decided that maybe this could be a fun thing. So we put together a trip for Colleen's audience. It was a trip to Thailand and it was so exciting. She she uh, marketed it, she um, publicized it and we managed to sell 22 spots. So that was the first trip that we did. And since then we've done Northern and Central Vietnam, Rwanda, France, Italy, and we've got um, lots more on the cards too. Wow, what a story. <laughs> I love that. I love how you pointed out that Seb wasn't one of the travelers. <laughs> You're like, not, make sure that everything stays ethical there. That's great. But uh, yeah, and, and how relaxation and wine and good ideas come together amongst friends. Sounded like it was a really winning idea, though. Those trips have been super successful. I'm sure that the COVID pandemic pretty much shut everything down for a while. But up until then have things been pretty popular as far as the trips yeah yeah we had 2019 was a really amazing year for us we took uh two two we did two trips taking nearly 60 people to Rwanda um the 
where we had gone just for fun to show people the mountain gorillas and the chimpanzees and the the safari animals that you can also see in Rwanda and of course learn a lot about um, Rwanda's culture and history because it's so fascinating and we ran a couple of trips to Alsace. Alsace is in the east of France It's a region of France that really has changed hands between France and Germany many times Mm. over um, the centuries. So it's got a very German feel. This place is not particularly vegan friendly, but of course we work with the hotels and restaurants and choose activities that are not that are vegan, of course, and things that vegan want to do. So of course we don't visit zoos we don't go and visit leather shops or anything like that and of course we eat delicious vegan food and uh uh vegan versions of the traditional french food as well in that particular area or an alsatian food actually wow that sounds amazing well that takes me to a question that a lot of people want to know especially people that have recently transitioned to veganism and they're feeling a little bit afraid to travel you know they're still kind of learning their way how to navigate restaurants and those kinds of things what countries have you found are the most vegan friendly for travelers sure sure so i would say hmm, thailand and italy are very very vegan friendly Uh, Thailand is excellent because I I lived there for 10 years in total, so I know it fairly well because veganism, it's not called veganism there, um, but there is a sect of Buddhism which uh, practices eating vegan on several days a year. They even have like a 10-day vegetarian festival, they call it. And often people will go vegan on certain days of the lunar month as well. So there's a very much a an understanding of what it is. Mm. So this is always really great, especially when you're going to a place where um, where you know English necess- isn't necessarily very widely spoken. So you can basically just say, "Ah, oh, can I have a pad thai j?" For example, a pad thai vegan, and they'll they'll pretty much know to omit the oyster sauce, add more tofu and um, and not use fish sauce. So this is really fantastic. It's also really hard, easy to switch things out. So, you know, if you want a pad krapao, you could have it with tofu instead of minced pigs. So it's quite easy to do all of these things. And I would say Thailand is like they're very, very entrepreneurial people. They really love to uh, um, try out new things. So as a result, there are so many vegan restaurants in Thailand. It's Mm. kind of incredible from really fancy places to little holes in the wall. There's even uh, close to Chattachak Market, which is, I think, the biggest market in the world, just across the road from there, they actually have a whole vegan food court where you can just point at the things that you would like and you get this huge plate of food for like less than $2. So you can really eat well on at all ends of the budget. Italy is also fantastic too because Italians love vegetables and they grow very good quality vegetables and fruits as well. Um, uh, Their cherry tomatoes are amazing when they're in season. And 
they often have vegetables as the star of the dish. So it's very easy to navigate menus because very often when they have the name of a particular dish, they'll list everything that's uh, that's in that dish pretty much. And so it's very clear whether there's animal products or not in there. And they're becoming very, very familiar with the term vegano, vegan. And uh, they're also really forward thinking with gluten-free as well, like very, very gluten-free friendly as well. So they're really used to these kinds of um, this, you know, this idea of food, um, not restrictions, but food uh, differences. So they'll really accommodate that. And, you know, there's some really fun things. I actually just wrote an article for the Global Vegan magazine on all about vegan Italy. And uh, there are Italian vegan food city food tours. There are some amazing, beautiful, completely vegan hotels, great cooking classes. So, you know, you can really enjoy Italy as a vegan and not just have burgers at a little burger joint in Italy. And there's plenty of those, but you can enjoy incredible uh, Italian cultural experiences um, as a vegan. Wow. That sounds amazing. We're actually going to Italy next summer as part of my son's graduation present. And I would have had no clue. Like in my mind, I would think Italy would be more difficult and definitely not friendly to people who aren't consuming gluten because as soon as I think of Italy, all I think of is bread and pasta, which is amazing, of course, but that's cool. And Thailand is on my bucket list of places that I want to visit with my husband. Thai has definitely got to be one of my top five favorite types of cuisine. I could eat it every day. It's so flavorful and delicious and fresh and nourishing and oh, it's just so yummy. So to hear that I can get a big volume of food for less than $2, I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to leave once I get there because that's like my dream come true. <laughs> it is amazing. It is a wonderful place to visit. It's so much fun. There's so many great things to do. The culture is so interesting. The people are fantastic. The food is, like you say, amazing. I've been living in Canada now for two years. I haven't had any good Thai food since, <laughs> since You I were spoiled Thailand. though. If you were there for so long, you're probably like, it's, <laughs> it's like one of those things once you get to that level. As I tell people, once they have a Vitamix, they can't go back down and have a regular blender. You know, it's the same thing. Once you're living in Thailand, having the food there, I'm sure it's very difficult to match that. Y'all, I am obsessed with this clothing brand called Oofere. I initially saw Tabitha Brown wearing one of their bathing suits on Instagram, and I immediately went to the website and bought myself one. Now I have three of their pieces, actually five technically, considering that I have the cover-up for the bathing suit and also the head wrap, and I have two infinity dresses. Their clothing is amazing. So they're actually an award-winning African fashion brand featuring beautiful pieces with vibrant prints and bold patterns, but they make you feel like royalty. I wore one of the infinity dresses for my friend's wedding and I got compliments all night long, but I felt so confident and I just felt so beautiful wearing it. I don't know if you've ever 
worn an infinity dress, I have never even heard of an infinity dress before. But basically it's a dress that you can style in lots of different ways. So it's like having a hundred dresses in one. You can change it according to your mood or what part of your body you wanna show off. But the bottom line is you're going to feel amazing. So if you want to check out their pieces, it's Oufure, O-F-U-U-R-E. But I have a special code so that you can get 10% off of your first order. Oufure.com forward slash Dr. Yami, D-R-Y-A-M-I. Okay, so Oufure is O-F-U-U-R-E.com forward slash Dr. Yami. Also, if you go to dryami.com forward slash shop, you can get to the link right there or check out the show notes. I promise you are not going to regret checking out this clothing brand, especially if you love looking like a queen. Well, thank totally you for that. Agree. Which you kind of mentioned one place that was difficult for vegans to travel in, but which ones are the ones that are notoriously difficult for vegans to travel in that come to your mind? Okay. So hmm, I thought about this um, quite a bit before we jumped on this call because I really wanted to sort of balance things out because I was thinking maybe it should be a place that I have some experience in and also um, a place where people actually might travel at some point. (laughs) So Morocco springs to mind. Admittedly, I haven't been there for a long time. I was there in last there in 2005, but I do go back, go on to Happy Cow every now and then and have a look if um, Morocco has any or many vegan restaurants. And I don't want people to think that you go there as a vegan and you won't have a good time at all. But there's not a great variety of food for vegans, as I found, particularly with Moroccan food. And that's really more of a cultural thing, um, because <laughs> when I used to go there as a tour leader, uh, I would be, I was vegetarian at that time um, and kind of the same as a vegan, actually. And I would go to the our host or a restaurant and I would say, OK, I'm vegetarian. What have you got for me? You know. In, in a very nice way, I would use my French to communicate because they spoke very good French. And they would say, oh, we have this wonderful tagine, which is, and it was, it was wonderful. It was delicious, but I ate that constantly. And, uh, and as a result, like I got kind of bored with tagine or couscous. I didn't love that. And, you know, it was always perfectly nice, but it just wasn't a lot of variety. I will say they have the most delicious orange juice. It's amazing. The bread is really good. You are absolutely not going to starve. Maybe there's more, um, other kinds of food. Like it was quite hard to get, um, other food from other cuisines there. Like I remember every time I would go to Esuera, which is this beautiful town on the Atlantic coast. I was just so excited because they had Italian food there. And of course that was very easy to to eat um, as a vegetarian or as a vegan. So that was always really great. But, you know, it's not brilliant and there's not a lot of vegan products available, but don't let that dissuade you from going there. Like it's nice to be able to eat incredibly well, like in Italy or Thailand, but you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, go hungry if you go to Morocco. Yeah. Yeah. You may just not have 
the abundance of choice that you have in other places. But in general, some people may already be used to that. You know, I live in a small town and it's one of those things that you go to a restaurant and might be a couple of choices and you're kind of used to it already. So Mm -hmm. when I go to vegan restaurants or I go to really vegan friendly places, sometimes it's even overwhelming because I'm just like, I want everything. How do I decide? So it's mm-hmm. nice when the choice is made for you. If there's just like one choice. So, all right. Well, thank you for that. Um, tell me about all-inclusive group trips because probably a lot of people have never done something like this. Most people, they decide I'm going to go travel. They book their flight. They make their own itinerary. They walk around, do their thing. So what is an all-inclusive group trip, and how common is it to find one that is appropriate for vegans? Great question. So when I first started leading group tours for Intrepid back in 2005, I really didn't understand about group travel. Um, And I will say that I was a little bit judgy of people that took group tours Obviously, I am not now. There are so <laughs> many wonderful thankfully. benefits. Exactly. <laughs> so I had this idea of like, why would anyone want, want to go on a group tour when they can just go by themselves? Um, like, are they scared to travel? You know, these kinds of thoughts would sort of bubble up. Um, when I thought about this, I had this picture in my mind of, you know, someone holding up a flag with like, 60 people in tow, listening to little audio headphones and wearing the same hat. And you this was what this was my understanding of what it was about. But I was wrong. I'm happy to say that I was wrong. And I realized that actually it is a really good thing to do to go on a group tour. It's good for a number of reasons. But um, first of all, you don't have to do any of the organizing, the planning. You think to yourself, okay, this itinerary looks kind of good. I'll just I'll just book it and I'll just go and then you just have to turn up at the meeting the place and there'll be someone whether it's a tour leader like me and Seb or whether it's another tour guide um you they're the people that have to deal with all of this stuff like getting you from A to B like making sure that you have incredible vegan food at every single meal that you're not having to go and um fend for yourself so to speak and you know like when we're 18 or 22 or something like that and we've got you know a three-month trip around Europe or a world trip that we might do after graduating of university we've got time to make mistakes and uh and uh stumble around but if we've only got one or two weeks off work wouldn't it be nice to actually just have somebody do all of that organizing for you? Let's face it, we've all got decision fatigue. By the I know I get decision fatigue. I'm in my mid-40s and I get decision fatigue. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to make those decisions? So group tours are basically you go with people that you probably don't know. Uh, sometimes a group of friends will join a group tour or book it out and you have this these two people that have planned everything ahead of time. And you'll be traveling with people that you might not know. And the great thing about a vegan group tour is, of course, everyone has this shared value of veganism in common. And traveling with like-minded people is really, really fun. And, you know, you can meet really good new friends on these trips as well. So there are some really great benefits uh, um, to traveling in a group. And um, I would really invite people to consider it. 
if they have never done it before, just give it a try. And um, we have people come on our trips, they've never done a group tour before. And then, you know, they keep on coming back to join us. Now, there are a few companies uh, that offer vegan group tours around, and I'm friends with many of them. They are absolutely wonderful, and they're vegan-owned and operated. Um, they do different styles of travel. We sort of focus more on like a like a higher-end kind of luxury comfort premium kind of thing, but then there are others that sort of do more cultural activities, you know, think of homestays and maybe to some sort of voluntourism or something like that. And uh, so there's some really awesome um, tour companies and there are even some non-vegan tour companies, tour operators that also offer some vegan trips as well. Uh, they're often sort of more marketed as food trips rather than like a, looking at the whole vegan picture um, for example, on our trips, when we were in Rwanda, for example, we always try to uh, have a meal where we invite some movers and shakers in the vegan movement or the animal protection movement in the place in Rwanda. We had we invited some people working in um, the dog spay neuter release programs. We had gorilla doctors there. We had entrepreneurs making um, the soy milk there you know all of these kind of really interesting people so we try to sort of facilitate those kinds of interactions too so there are some people doing some really interesting things um in the uh, vegan travel space for sure oh that sounds like so much fun so i personally have never done one of these group tours before but my husband and my son did one it wasn't vegan and i can't remember the name of the company but it was one that they focused more on physical activity and doing like hiking and and they did it in alaska and it was kind of like a father-son trip and wow did it sound amazing i think the part that sounds the best to me is they didn't even have to worry about the luggage the luggage was taken from hotel to hotel they didn't have to worry about making reservations they just showed up and they would also do different activities for different age groups. So if there was like the teens, they would go on their own little hike and the adults would go on their hike and everything was taken care of. And it sounded like the most fun and relaxing trip ever. Cause you know how travel is, you wanna travel, you wanna explore, but then you get there and you're all stressed out trying to figure it. And then you can't decide where to eat and this person doesn't wanna do this, this person doesn't do that. And so then it ends up at the end of the trip, you might even be more frazzled. So yeah. I'm super excited to try one of these myself at some point because it sounded amazing. Hey humans, I know you want to eat healthier but feel strapped for time and even the thought of meal planning and cooking stresses you out. Well, have you considered trying a meal kit service? Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that make it easy to stick to a healthy living routine. Find recipes for every lifestyle, including plant-based diets. Green Chef delivers quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients, including low-added sugar and sodium smart options. 
you get to choose from 80 plus flavor packed options that allow you to take back time in your kitchen with dinner ready in 30 minutes and lunch in 10. Try 15 plus new recipes every week. But here's the best part. Green Chef delivers everything you need to make convenient, wholesome, and delicious meals directly to your doorstep. Each meal kit includes pre-measured ingredients, as well as some produce that comes already pre-chopped and custom sauces that are pre-made in-house. They also provide their recipe cards and the meals are really simple to make. It's a delicious, fresh, home-cooked meal without the hassle. What I love the most about Green Chef is that it takes the stress out of cooking. The recipes are easy to follow and everything you need is included, so even the less experienced cooks in your house can make a delicious home-cooked meal. It's perfect for those seasons in your life that you're really busy with your kids' sports and school events. Hello, spring! And time is limited, especially if you want fresh, home-cooked, healthy meals to put on the table. So if you're feeling frustrated by the lack of time to eat healthy and you are ready to try Green Chef and see how easily you can integrate it into your healthy lifestyle, go to greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use code I am human five zero to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use the code I am human five zero to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with products intended to bring your mind and body back in harmony. They consider themselves a by women and for women company, and they now offer a nutrient-dense green powder called Daily Nutrigreens. Myself and my staff here at Nourish Wellness all tried the Daily Nutri-Greens and we loved it. The Daily Nutri-Greens contain an immune antioxidant and detox blend along with prebiotics, probiotics, and over 35 fruits and veggies. It also contains other important nutrients such as B12, iron, zinc, and selenium. The Daily Greens are certified organic and all you have to do is mix it with water, but you can also easily add to your smoothies, your oatmeal, or your baked goods. The Daily Nutri-Greens are vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. And another bonus is that the packaging is compostable. Yay! When I tried the Apple Banana Daily Nutri-Greens, I was surprised by the pleasant and mild flavor. It was easy to prepare and drink and didn't leave any aftertaste. And I felt great afterwards. It's really easy to create a daily ritual around your green drink, integrated into your daily self-care routine. A green powder is one way to fill the gap in daily nutrition and is an easy and convenient way to get in your greens. These powders are a great way to add more nutrients into your diet during busy times, travel, and transitions in life when you don't have time or access to fresh green veggies. If you're interested in trying Equilibria's daily Nutrigreens, head to myeq.com and use code Dr. Yami, that's D-R-Y-A-M-I, for 15% off Equilibria's daily Nutrigreens and much more. That's myeq.com and use code Dr. Yami, D-R-Y-A-M-I, at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
So let's talk about the practicality. So this is a good place to talk about tips that you have for making travel easier as a vegan. Mm, Okay, I have a few tips. So um, I will try to run through them as quickly as possible. So uh, there are certain things that that we can be doing as vegans to make the whole experience a little bit easier. And first of all, I think one of the really most important thing is to adjust your mindset. So if we look through a lens of abundance, that's what we'll see. These are Colleen Patrick Goudreau's words that I think are very good. So that's why I'm using them. Um, So looking through a lens of abundance rather than a lens of lack. So, you know, instead of feeling like all of these are the things I can't have, you know, oh, wow, let's try and find some things that we can have. And it can sometimes, if you're like me, I like to make it feel like a treasure hunt. You know, I really want to go and find out. I'll go a little bit out of my way to try that vegan tiramisu that I saw online, for example, and uh, or this place that has this incredible vegan blue cheese in France, for example. And also, I think managing expectations as well is this idea that sometimes we won't eat brilliantly and that's okay. Uh, so, because, you know, there's plenty of times, like even as a non-vegan, I might go to uh, Paris and have a substandard dinner. That's very, very possible. So uh, if I accept that, you know, there'll sometimes be these these things that will happen, then, you know, I'm going to just feel a lot better about it. Second of all, uh, there are lots of apps and sites, websites that can help. You know, I know all of your listeners probably know about Happy Cow, but a lot of countries, they have their own specific websites as well, like these, like equivalents, and they they cover the country much better. An example of this is um, Veggio Resto in France, and this is much more comprehensive than even Happy Cow, and Happy Cow in France is, is very, very good. And it doesn't matter that you can't speak French. It's basically the same layout. You can work out so much, even if you don't speak French. You can see the pictures. You can look on the maps. You can figure it all out. It's it's really not a big deal. And, of course, there are so many um, blog posts, roundups of best vegan restaurants in Madrid, you know, these kinds of things. There's also um, a billion. A billion is a Singaporean website that's uh, also a very good little one to have as well. It's an app and they do something really cool where if you review a dish or a restaurant, they will actually donate a dollar to an animal protection organization on on your behalf. So you're kind of incentivized to review things, which is kind of cool. And um, their platform is a little bit different to Happy Cow, but it's still really good. Veg Visits is another really fun website. It's like uh, Airbnb for vegans. And I recorded a podcast episode with the founders of this website as well. It's very interesting. It's kind of like how Airbnb was like 12 years ago before Airbnb had to be, you know, if you if you went to an Airbnb and it wasn't perfect, there would be like, oh my gosh, this is just terrible, terrible. Like the standards on Airbnb are so high now. Of course, on veg visits, they're good too, but it'll literally be someone offering their spare room in their house, which, you know, is a really nice experience. And my last one that I want to share is 
Veggie Hotels. It's an it's a website that has all of the 100% vegan and very vegan friendly hotels around the world. So this is a really great place. And what I really love about this website is vegan accommodations. They're not always in the big cities. Um, they'll often be these little bed and breakfasts, like in a little tiny corner of uh, of the country. And you know, you can really get off the beaten path if you decide to. Oh, that little bed and breakfast looks really nice. I'm going to go there. They look like they've got a little restaurant attached to it. I'm going to go there, and you can really get off the beaten path there. So that's my second tip. Shall I keep going? Well, I just want to interject here and. Thank you for these resources. That's great. I had no clue that there was like a little vegan Airbnb thing going on. So I would love to look into that. We travel quite a bit. Of course, the pandemic stopped that for us for a while, but we're back into the swing of things. And I would just love to find more places or even vegan hotels. That would be just amazing. So thank you for that. I appreciate those resources. Great. Okay, my third tip is to consider packing some supplies or tools if you have the room in your suitcase, um, depending on the kind of travel that you're doing. Something that could be really fun to pack would be even an instant pot. This can be a really fun thing to do. A blender, some Tupperwares, a cool bag with some bricks, the, the little cool bricks so that you can keep things cool. We always take this when we travel to Europe just so that we can bring back home some vegan cheeses. <laughs> uh, a carton of shelf-stable non-dairy milk. Uh, tea towels. Tea towels come surprisingly in handy, actually, and some healthy snacks. So consider packing some of those. Something that can also happen, this is my fourth tip, and this is something that we talked a lot about when you came uh, on my podcast, is staying healthy. And one way that you can do that, um, well, there are many ways, but one way is to really make one meal like a big plate of vegetables or fruit every day you know if you're going to have breakfast just maybe try to have a lot of fruits or vegetables there some people like I've packed greens powder like a greens powder before uh, when I was trekking in Nepal um, trekking Nepal is very vegetarian and vegan friendly actually but there is not many vegetables for anyone, even the locals, is particularly when you get higher up. So uh, I really wanted to cover my nutritional bases a little bit by having greens powder. I've also had like um, freeze-dried vegetable snacks. These are like vegetables that have been cooked but very, very quickly and the overall oil content is quite low per calorie. Um, I often will like to take those as well. Um, also, I look, like to buy fruits and vegetables that are very special in the region that I'm going. So some examples of these are those cherry tomatoes in the south of Italy and in, when they're in season, wild strawberries, which are just like bubblegum, pineapples in Thailand, and just like try and eat as many of those as possible. My fifth tip is to get excited and to get prepared before the actual trip. So this could be maybe doing it. This is if you're traveling independently. If you're on a group tour, you probably don't need to do this, but uh, do a little bit of research. There are some amazing roundup blog posts that in travel bloggers have put together with resources and locations of really cool, fun activities. And look through them, 
go onto your Google Maps, star them uh, so that you'll know uh, where there are these ones that you've already kind of shortlisted um, when you're in the by the Trevi Fountain in Rome, for example. You're like, oh my goodness, there's an incredible gelato shop just there. I'm going. So uh, those would be a recommendation. Another one I would do, and I would certainly do this if I was going to go to a resort or a place where I'm spending a significant amount of time and going to be eating a lot of my meals there, I would let the accommodation know ahead of time. Um, Often this is quite normal to do. I do it. It's not a weird thing, but I often um, uh, will send a little message saying I'm vegan. We're going to be eating all of our meals there. I'm really hoping that you can accommodate. And then if I'm feeling particularly um, pushy or insistent or whatever it is, I'll ask to have a little mess, a little meeting with the food and beverage manager or someone from the staff and just say, I'm so excited to be eating at your restaurant. I'm really hoping that we can have something nice. And this is particularly the case if I'm actually, if meals are included in a place, like I want to make sure that I'm getting good value because very often, and this is part of the reason why we started Well Vegan Travel, when you're traveling and paying a lot of money for your hotel, Often the same amount of effort isn't put into uh, the vegan meals than the non-vegan meals. So, you know, I just by just telling them ahead of time, I'm hopefully setting them up for success there. And I also like to give feedback over the course of my stay as well. That was simply wonderful. Please thank the chef so much for accommodating us. That was so tasty. I love it. And that kind of thing. Another thing is to learn or have access to a little bit of the language of the place that you're going to. So this can be done in many, many ways. Uh, You can download the language to um, your Google Translate app. Now, I know many people probably know about Google Translate, but it does some pretty cool things that you might not know about. For example, you can download the language so that it's accessible even when you are out of internet. So that's quite fun. You can put in certain phrases and you can star them so that you can access them very quickly without having to type the same thing out again and again. It even has this functionality where you can uh, use the camera to take a pic to look at a menu and it will translate the menu in front of your eyes on the screen of your phone. And it even can detect some really funky fonts as well. It's not perfect, but it's pretty cool. You can speak into your into your phone. I'm vegan. What can you do for me? It will put it into uh, text and it will speak. You can play that to the person that you're speaking to if you need to. So these are really great things too. Um, I have some language guides on my site as well that, that people might like to check out. And even consider getting a couple of a few lessons beforehand. Italki, for example, is a really great platform, and you could just have six lessons or so where they just teach you some of the basics. You can just say to them, it's not like a language course. You can just say, I really want to be able to express these these um, this language a little bit. Can you give me this language, and can we uh, practice saying it? So these kinds of things can be really good. All right, two more, two more. So the next one is using social media. So a friend of mine, um, Eunice Reyes from uh, V-Rated Vegan Food, she is a blogger and uh, YouTube creator. She gave me this tip that I want to share with you today is to use hashtag vegan and the destination that you're going to. So for example, if you're heading to Valencia, 
do hashtag vegan Valencia. And with that, uh, you're going to stumble across some really amazing, cool things that you that you probably are not going to find on um, a blog post. And my last tip is use professionals, use vegan travel professionals. So there are some vegan travel agents out there and these travel agents are still very helpful even in 2022. They're particularly helpful when we're feeling anxious about traveling and vegan travel agencies will often um, just really go to bat for you. They'll tell the hotel that you're coming, they'll tell them that you're vegan and they'll um, help you choose places that are going to be nice for you and not going to have like, let's think of a, some sort of sea world kind of setup going on in, in, the, in the hotel resort. And of course, you know, vegan tour companies as well. If you don't want to do any of the stuff that I just talked about, you might want to consider jumping on a vegan tour so that uh, you can just really relax and enjoy the country. Those are all my tips. That was a lot. Sorry, Dr. Yummy. Oh, that was uh, that was amazing. I was just thinking this is like the most resource packed episode ever. I, I'm just going to be recommending this episode over and over and over again to people. That was wonderful. And yes, um, it's a good point that you make at the end. I have to admit, in my family, my husband is the trip planner because he loves it. He is the travel fanatic, and I just get to happily tag along and go everywhere. Sometimes I will also be the restaurant decider, but even even he does a lot of the restaurant decisions for our vegan you know stops. And we do go out of our way for special treats. I'll tell you that that feels like, you know, just something you would do, like, you know, the best donuts, the best vegan ice cream, of course, I'm going out of my way to go to those places. But the best tiramisu, oh, the best yes. gelato. Oh, yeah, goodness. definitely. <laughs> but yes, we ended up in a hotel resort in Hawaii that we, neither of us realized because we didn't, weren't thinking about that at the time that had one of those dolphin shows and we had to pass the tank every time to get places and i just wanted to cry every time because it was this small little thing and they're just like yeah. slowly kind of just letting their bodies float around and uh my stomach yeah. every time and yeah, not that breaking. it's gonna change that it was there but if i would have known that was probably one of those places i would not have supported with my money you know um that they had that do you love Veggie Doctor Radio, but you're sick of listening to ads? Join the Plantscription. The Plantscription is a monthly membership where you have access to ad-free episodes of Veggie Doctor Radio every week. But that's not all. You also have access to a monthly live Q&A with me and a monthly live book club. You also get access to writings and musings and free giveaways. It is such a great deal. Right now, it's only $5 a month to join the Planscription. If you want to join, go to planscription.substack.com or go to the show notes to follow the link. Join the Planscription today and join me in this plantastic community. Hey, are you kind of curious about microgreens and including microgreens in your diet, but you're not sure where to start and you're not sure how to do it? 
I love my Hamama microgreen grower. It's so easy, it's so convenient. So this is how it works. Basically, they send you the kit and it has this little seed quilt, okay? And then you soak the seed quilt in the water and in a few days, you see your tiny little baby sprouts growing and a few days after that, you can start eating them and it's so fun. And you can tell them that you're eating them and they're really happy that you're eating them and your body's really happy that you're eating them. But here's the best part. Part because I've told y'all before I'm lazy so I don't want to have to use any mental energy that I don't need to and they send you seed quilts every month so you don't run out you can change what seed quilts you want to try so here's some examples of some of the seed quilts they have hearty broccoli refreshing cabbage energizing kale spicy daikon radish super salad mix you can even get wheatgrass you can get culinary cilantro or even hot wasabi mustard so there's lots to choose from they have different flavors they're so cute and they're health promoting so you can get a good dose of antioxidants and it's really beautiful I also use them for garnish when I'm making soups and salads and different bowls you can impress your guests but like I said it's going to be low energy cost on your part and it's actually not that expensive either the other thing that I use from Hamama is a green onion growing kit which is really cool because it can decrease your food waste so you buy the green onions and then the little part that has the root the white part at the bottom you stick it in these little holes and then you just put the water in there and it grows and then you can keep eating the same green onions you just go with your little scissors and you chop it off and you put it into your food so if you want to give it a try you've been curious about microgreens and different ways that you can grow your own food check out Hamama you can find it in my show notes for a link to get 15% off or or you can go to dryami.com forward slash shop so that you can find the link and get 15% off your first order. Happy growing. So I think it's important to, to think about those things. And if it's that's something that's a big value for you to consider using a professional to help you with that so that you don't end up in that situation. Well, this has been super fantastic. I want to close out with some questions about you personally. So this is about anything, but what do you wish more people knew? Well, when I was thinking about this, uh, I just wanted people to know that travel doesn't have to cause a lot of anxiety if we prepare well in advance. And I think people are really still for a number of reasons still a little bit worried about traveling not necessarily because they're scared about catching COVID um, so many of us have had it by now and uh, the restrictions are being lifted so you know we don't have to worry so much about not being able to get on a plane for example but I also think that uh We've just become so used to being in our immediate community that we're just it feels a little scary to get out and about and, and experience the world a little bit. And I was having a conversation with a friend just about this very topic. And it's one of these things you've just got to take the leap and just trust that everything will be okay because travel is so enriching in so many ways. It I know my travel has changed me and made me understand more about the world. It's humbled me so many times. It's made me feel gratitude so many times. It's exhilarated me. It's I come back from a trip and I just feel 
so energized that my next six months of work are just like full of energy and I've got time, I can act on any great ideas that I've had while I'm away. So I guess I would love people to just consider how a trip might kickstart some areas in their life that maybe um, they might be in a little bit of a rut about anyway. Sorry, does that answer your question? Yes, I love it. That's beautiful. Well, I'd love to know if you have a morning routine and does your morning routine differ whether you're at your home base or whether you're traveling? Mm, That is a great question. (laughs) When I travel, it does not go so well. I'm just about (laughs) to go to Italy for six weeks where I will be traveling for the first time with a pretty good morning routine that I have at home. So I will get back to you and let you know whether I was... 100% successful successful or 50% (laughs) successful. But yes, I do have a morning routine um, that I do most of the time, depending on what I've gone on for the day. Usually I wake up, I have a coffee and then I go and do my language learning practice. I, I just, I'm learning Italian at the moment and I And I really like starting the day off that way. I First of all, I get it done. Otherwise, sometimes I'll get through the whole day and I'm like, all I did was work all day. Like doing something else is really nice. Then this isn't going to sound very glamorous, but I will set a timer and I will do 15 minutes of house cleaning. (laughs) Um, And uh, I, I really... I like to do that because I feel then everything's sort of spick and span and I can get on with my day. Um, ooh, what else is I, I have a little checklist of my daily routine wow. right here. You're so I organized. Know, I know. I do a workout. Uh, at the moment, I'm really loving workouts by Nourish Move Love. They're like a 30-minute uh, weights workout. And, of course, when I don't do that, I I – it does impact my mood. I check my plants. I check my plants are, are looking okay. And I will do a 10 minutes mindfulness practice as well. I just use the head, the app Calm and that really um, helps me to get ready for the day. I do have issues with anxiety. So this really helps me um, um, get set up for the day and reminds me to just notice when I'm feeling anxious or worried about something and it just makes me catch myself so that I can um, act in a different way or I can react differently to that anxiety so oh and I always like to reach out to someone as well whether it's a family member I'll leave a voice memo whatsapp or or um, or just connect with people because I live a long way away from my family, so uh, I really try to make the effort to stay connected in that in that way too. That's wow. it. Wow. <laughs> I love your morning routine. It's so beautiful and, and it really does feel like just great self-care, but also keeping your mind active and, you know, helping keep it going and thinking on languages. That's a big deal. How many languages do you speak? Um, I speak French pretty well. My Italian's coming along. And when I was in all of the countries that I lived in in Asia, I did undertake some language lessons whilst I was there, but I've I've sadly forgotten most of it. But so that was Indonesian, Vietnamese and Thai. Um, I would say I got further in in, in Vietnamese than any of them, but um, I can just sort of 
order in order in restaurants and in taxis these days yeah I can't have a conversation you know ordering in restaurants is very valuable so (laughs) I'd hang out with you for that and I, I love the setting the timer and cleaning the house I don't enjoy any kind of house cleaning so my husband would be really happy if I put that into my morning routine because I told him I was going to start to take 10 to 15 minutes every morning and clean up but that lasted like maybe two or three days. So maybe I should put that into my morning routine and see how it goes so that I could make it more of a habit. All right, mm-hmm. speaking of habit, what personal habit are you most proud of and why? Great question. Okay, it's nothing to do with travel, but um, uh, I guess that's fine. So I, I, when I came to Canada a couple of years ago at the start of the pandemic, and of course you can imagine it was a bit of a change. Um, and of course we had a lot of issues with our business as well. Um, that was a very difficult time and, you know, I wasn't feeling very good. Um, my partner and I were not feeling very good at all. And both of us, you know, not that there's anything wrong with this at all, but we, we did start eating in a way that didn't make us feel good. And, um, uh, when you lived in Thailand for 10 years where there's not necessarily abundance of vegan ice creams, and then there's vegan magnums, like a three minutes walk away, then it's trouble. Let's just say that. So, Interestingly, uh, we had two trips to Cape Town and Botswana happening in um, December and in November, of course, Omicron uh, happened and we realized that, you know, we didn't know it completely at the time, but these trips probably weren't going to happen. They didn't end up happening. Um, But it was a very, very difficult time and I decided at that moment, okay, I need to do something to d- get through the next few weeks. Otherwise, I'm just going to be just totally anxiety ridden. And on a whim, I decided to do <laughs> Chloe Ting's, uh, Chloe Ting's workout challenge. She's a huge um, YouTuber and it's, it's a big workout every day. Bearing in mind, I had not uh, worked out for about a year and a half by that point. And I started doing her workouts and six months later... I'm still working out like six times a week. So I'm pretty pleased with that work, with that new habit. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Congrats. That's amazing. (laughs) Did you want to quit at the beginning or was it, did it feel hard and feel like grueling Mm -hmm. and you didn't want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It really was very difficult because my cardio was, was, had just got gone. There was none left. And my, I had strength trained before, but it had all gone. And I was really surprised at how quickly I regained some of that. So um, I just really was so shocked. And, you know, a few months later, I'm able to do, you know, 10 push-ups. I can, I can do a lot of really great things physically. My agility is a lot better. I just feel better. So I'm just so grateful in some ways that those trips were cancelled because um, it brought a regular exercise routine into my life. Wow, congrats. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. 
No problem. Bridie, this has been wonderful and you have been such an amazing resource. I know that I'm going to be bugging you from now on anytime I have a question, but tell our listeners where they can connect with you and what products and services that you offer. We can be found at wellvegantravel.com and we offer vegan luxury group tours for vegans and the vegan curious and we go to lots of different places around the world. We're not a travel agent in the sense of the word but we run tours so if those group tours are something that you're thinking about that you might want to go check out we um, have got some really exciting plans for the future and you can find us on at well vegan travel on pretty much all of the socials and I have a podcast too like uh, like you were a guest on my podcast that was so much fun Uh, and the goal with this podcast is to just be like um, vegans talking about travel um, and obviously we talk about doing it the vegan way we don't just talk about great vegan restaurants in a destination we just talk about anything that's interesting uh, for for about travel for vegans so maybe some listeners will go and check that out oh I love it thank you so much okay so last question leave us with your number one piece of advice for vegans that are afraid to travel mm. Well, whether it's with me or with someone else or another company, jump on a group tour, especially if you're someone traveling alone, if you're scared to travel, they take all of the fear away from you, whether it's what you're eating, whether you're scared about the possible dangers of traveling alone, uh, uh, all of those things will be looked after. You've got someone to help you if you fall over and turn your turn your ankle for example that's their job is to look after you and make sure that you're feeling good so whether it's with us or another vegan tour company or just any any group tour company just consider it because uh I'm sure you will get the the get wanderlust. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to try my first one. I'm definitely going to go for it. Well, Bridie, thank you so much. It's time to say goodbye. But for my listeners on the free podcast, I will be asking her a couple other questions that are going to go only to my paid subscribers of the Plantscription. So we'll say goodbye for now, but I'll still see you in a second. Goodbye and have a very plantastic day. Thanks, Dr. Yami. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, that was so good. I am so excited. Thailand, Italy, here I come. I cannot wait to travel to those places, eat the delicious food, see the culture, and maybe try out one of these all-inclusive vegan tours. How fun would that be? If you think that that would be fun and you would consider doing that, can you let me know? Send me an email, yami at dryami.com or you can message me on Instagram at thedryami and maybe there's something we can work out and do one of these group tours together. I think that would be a blast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope that you have a very plantastic day. Hey, veggie lover. I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? Please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.